hello, and thank you for joining the Dr. Whisperer podcast. I am your host, Sharon Feckety. I am the Dr. Whisperer, and I am so happy that you chose this podcast to listen to when there are so many choices out there. If you are enjoying the podcast, please consider writing a review or typing one, shall I say, and sharing it with somebody who might benefit or enjoy. Thanks so much for listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. Well, you know, they do say that there is such great value in serendipity in business. And this interview will certainly show that there is serendipity in business. And um, I'm going to first introduce my friend, Mayara Souza, who um, you could say hello, Mayara. Hello. <laughs> um, she uh, grew up in Brazil and has a wonderful space right here in Clearwater that I'm going to allow her to speak on. But we met probably, I don't know, a few months ago. And I, somebody at my office uh, said, you have to meet this woman and this woman has to meet you. And we met and then I introduced you to Dr. Cesar Lara, and now you have a space in his office in Clearwater. And that is, that is my friends, serendipity in business. If you are listening to the whispers, right? Yes. And following your path. Because the person in your office that introduced us, she heard me on the phone at a coffee shop and she approached me. She's like, can I talk to you? I'm like, sure. So we started talking. She heard what I was talking about on the phone. I was looking for an office. She's like, I'll introduce you to someone that will help you out. And then she introduced me to you, which came to Dr. Cesar. It was incredible. Like timing was just perfection. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think there's any mistake in that. You know, I don't think that there's, uh, I think the universe is, is listening to everything. And if we have great intentions and purpose behind our passion that, we will be led in the way that we're supposed to be led. So um, so I'm going to have this episode featured on both shows, The Dr. Whisper and The Broken Road to Mental Health, because there is a real crossover. Um, I, I know that you have overcome a very adverse and traumatic childhood, um, uh, a history of abuse, and, um, and, and I want you to really tell a little bit of the story so people can understand why you went into the business that you went into, which is um, you are now a professional healer, which is so fantastic. So take it away. Give us a little background about you. Yeah, absolutely. So I grew up in Brazil. And when I was four years old, my father had a heart attack and he passed away. He, I was told that he was a very aggressive alcoholic. And he was 37 years old when he had the heart attack. And it was pretty rough. My mom had to travel most of the time to be able to feed me and my two brothers. We had no structure growing up. My oldest brother moved out and I was with the other one that is three years older than me. And we had no structure. We grew up mostly like in the neighborhood, you know, going to school, doing our own thing because my mom was never really home. But I mean, she was doing as best as she could with what she had. Um, there was um, mental, physical abuse at home. I would spend most of my time, you know, in my friends' houses and, and just trying to, to run. And my friend's father started uh, sexually abusing me. And I was already living in a lot of fear because of the way that this stuff was at home. It was it, so 
we were poor, but I feel like worse than the poverty itself, it's the poverty mindset, you know, the lack mindset that kind of like teaches you that you have to fight for everything, you have to cheat, you have to step on people. And this is this is pretty much what I was watching around me, not, not like specifically in my family, but like all around. Mm. Um, and so I was already living in a lot of fear. And this person would tell me that I would get in big trouble if I would talk to, to about it to anybody. I was super scared of my mom. I never brought it up. And um, I started praying for that to stop, for that to go away. And the guy had a heart attack and passed away. Mm-hmm. And it, it caused a lot of guilt because I had no idea what was going on. I was so young. I had no idea what was going on. I carried a lot of guilt about that, um, blaming myself. And it put me into a victimhood m- mentality, mm-hmm. like very deeply caring that, you know, oh, poor me. The, the, the world is attacking me and, and all of that. And so I was always trying to come to America and I finally was able to, to come when I was like my, on my mid twenties. Uh, I tried the visa. It was one of the things that I was heavily bullied about also that I was trying to come and, and live here. And uh, people would say to me, what are you doing? Like, you're crazy. Like, you're just not going to go. I would be denied the visa. And they would say, you see, like, that's not happening. And there was something within me, like sometimes, someday this will happen. I don't know how, but I will make it happen. So when I was on my mid twenties, I finally got to come to America and it was difficult in the beginning because I, I got addicted to alcohol because of all that, that difficulty in my childhood. I got very dependent in alcohol very early in my teen years and it was like a big part of my teen years and my 20s. And when I came, when I first got to America, it was the same thing. I started going to bars and I met the drinking people. And I was just doing that, doing the same thing in a different country. And after a little while, after a few years, it started hitting me. Like I was getting close to 30 and kind of like doing the same things as my father. I would probably get the same um, results as him. And I had my daughter when I moved here, she was three and I was super scared to, you know, not be there for her. Like I grew up without a father, it was very difficult. And so I started looking more into healing into, I actually, I started looking into heart condition because that's what was scaring me because he had a heart attack. Looking into heart condition, I realized uh, the doctors were saying that the genes are responsible for a very small percentage of the chronic diseases, the illnesses, all this stuff that we inherit from, from right. family, right? The genes were a very small percentage of it. The thing is that we inherit the lifestyle and then we develop the same conditions as our parents, our grandparents and everything. And that was a big aha for me. I was like, and that's exactly it. I am drinking like he, he was very dependent on alcohol, eating very badly very like angry, carrying this anger and fear and guilt within, I need to change my lifestyle. Mm. So I started looking into that aspect of things. How can I change my lifestyle? So I started coming across different modalities like meditation. I Mm. got so deep into researching and practicing meditation. And then meditation opened the doors for me for other healing modalities. And I, I tried a whole bunch of different meditations, a whole bunch of different healing modalities until I finally came across the use of acoustic sound to release emotional, physical, mental stress from the nervous system. 
And I was right. so before we get to that, before we okay. get to that, let me just put a pause on that for a second. So um, there are so many healers out there today that have come from their own personal uh, trauma. Yeah. And that, and usually that's one of the main reasons that they go into it themselves. Right. Um, I suffered from um, alcoholism and addiction and depression and suicidal ideation. So so I wrote a book about it. Right. And I'm very, a big advocate for mental health. I'm not a practitioner. I'm, I just have lived experience, but I think that, um, there's a, a great healing journey that I had to go through myself before I even, I was 25 years sober before I wrote my book. I wanted to make sure that before I started speaking or, or helping others in the world, um, a very, a very small world, a very large percentage of people, I wanted to make sure that I had already worked on myself, not that the work is ever done, but that I did the work myself. So I want to, that's why I wanted to kind of hit a pause because, you know, we went through hearing this horrible, um, traumatic childhood that you went through, and then you're moving to another country. Everybody's telling, you, no, you can't do this. I mean, that's why, you know, you're such a badass because people tell, you no, but you're like, oh yeah, watch this, Uh watch this. (laughs) So I really want to know about what the healing journey looked like for you and the why before you decided to, to say, this is what I want to do. This is, I want to be a sound therapist um, because I, I, I am aware of this practice. I love it um, myself. Um, I, so I want to hear about that journey to becoming. Yes. Yeah, for sure. So when I came across meditation, I started trying out different things, different modalities. I, I did, I got into tapping and uh, neuro-linguistic reprogramming. Mm. I do a lot of Dr. Joe Dispenza. So I do a lot of his meditations, his reprogramming of the mind. I, I always was fascinated by the mind. So mm. even back in Brazil, when, when I we started getting older and I was working and I, I had a little bit bad better condition to study i started taking psychology classes and philosophy classes and so when i got here um i went back to school and i did take some business classes and stuff just to get a job but when i started looking into meditation i got certified to become a coach and i started looking also into diet because my father was also eating very badly besides the alcohol and so i study a lot on dieting on on like healthy ways of eating and I totally changed the way I eat and I came across plant medicine and I did some work with plant medicine which was very helpful for me to release the dependency on alcohol I got to zoom out a little bit of everything that I was focusing on the victim mentality you know the poor me is right here in front of me and it's Mm -hmm. all that I can see right so I was able to zoom out a little bit and see more like an expansion of the whole picture of my life And what I realized was that the alcohol, I felt safe with the alcohol Mm -hmm. because it started in this group of people that seemed very happy to me. I looked at them at school, you know, in in my community, and they seemed very happy, pretty happy. They were always partying and drinking and, you know, having parties to go to and doing things like that. And I didn't want to be home, right? So when I joined uh, and he started drinking, it gave me this sense of safety that I had this community, these people that would watch over me. 
And so when I, I did this zoom out on my life and I, and, I, and I realized the reasons why I was drinking, I didn't need it anymore. I didn't need the, that dependency to feel safe because right. right now I'm an adult. I'm a respected person. Nobody will beat me up anymore. Nobody abuses me anymore. So it's like there is no need anymore. But when you do this kind of work, it's easier to see it rather yeah. than you know just just trying to go over on my psyche like oh maybe i don't need this it's very hard because it's a dependency right it's an addiction so looking at it this way having this opportunity to zoom out of my life and see the big picture i was able to release the dependency on alcohol mm -hmm. and so when it happened everything started happening kind of all together because then the eating healthier was easier because i wasn't like going to bars and doing all the same things and being around, you know, the, the, the foods and the stuff that I used to do before. So I started losing weight, looking better, my skin, my hair, everything. People started asking me, what is it that I'm doing? And I, I told them I was just too scared about my health. And I started researching and I'm changing my habits. I'm changing my lifestyle because mm. I don't want to develop any heart conditions like my father did. And so they would start asking, you know, what were the practices, how I was doing, and I started sharing with people. And that's what brought me to get certified to coach people, to learn how to walk them through the process, because I was already doing it, but I wasn't making money out of it. I was helping friends, I was helping family, and, and just that, you know, just yeah. because they asked. So I got certified, I started helping people more with a structure that I have learned. And so... It, it, the what you are saying is interesting because I look at it the same way. It is a path, right? There's no destination. There's no day that I'm going to be like, oh, okay, now I'm all set. Now I'm right. healed. Now Good. everything's all right. <laughs> I wish. Yeah. But it's a path. So I'm putting together a course now to gather all of these practices that I have tested, that I have done myself, that I have shared with clients, and also sound therapy. And I'm putting it together in a course format that I am calling it a path to self-awareness because it mm. is a path. I, I'm yes. sharing my path with you. If right. you have not started this, their healing process yet, it is a, a very effective, basic teaching uh, on, on this path for a start. If you are already in your healing process, they are great tools, very simple stuff, very, very simple stuff that you can implement to whatever it is that you're already doing. So um, doing those things, meditating more, doing yoga, taking better care of my, my body, my mind, my spirit. Um, it's when I came across the sound therapy and the thing with the sound therapy that hit something different for me was because I always loved music. And it's, it's that it's about like, you know, how you listen to a certain song and it can totally change how you feel. Yeah. This is exactly what we do with sound therapy. We use yeah. tuning forks and it totally changes what's going on energetically in your body. Mm. If there's any block of energy somewhere, unprocessed emotions that we all have, because there's stuff that has happened that we couldn't uh, mm. express that emotion right there. And then when it was happening, we had to hold on, right? That stuff gets, gets stagnated in the body, blocking the, the, it, the natural energy flow of the body. So when we use the tuning forks, the sound wave dismantles those blocks of energy and releases them back into the system so that they can keep circulating. There's no such thing as destroying energy, right? Mm. So dismantling those blocks, the energy is able to come back to its natural flow in the body and become something new. 
the emotion gets processed and then becomes a new emotion and, and you just keep going with the flow of life, right? So I started doing that myself and I came across, it's kind of like some people, they have videos on YouTube, even teaching how you can tune yourself with your voice. You know, you can repeat the vows uh, and then change the vows and just pay attention to your body. What is your body showing you? There's a, there's a certain tone that you're going to make that you're going to feel a little pain here or a little tingling there. This is release of energy that's happening because you are tuning yourself. And so one of the things that fascinated me the most, and I'm like, I got to learn this and I got to share with other people, is that it uses the the... It's kind of like very similar to the method of Chinese medicine, where Chinese medicine believes that each organ in our body, each part of our body holds on to a different type of emotion. And it's mm. pretty much the same way that we look at it from this perspective. The method that I got certified, it's called biofield tuning, because you are tuning the biofield of your body. We, put the, we place the forks on the body for the vibration on the body. And we also tune the electromagnetic field around the body. So we do notice the same patterns as in Chinese medicine. Like on this right side, close to the liver, we notice that the energy of anger can be stagnated in that area. And it can create that block that when we strike the fork and you put close to that area, you can totally see the behavior of the fork changing because mm -hmm. there's some block of energy there that those sound waves are working on. The sound of the fork changes and then you keep striking the fork and putting it in that same area. You are giving the body the input that it needs to be able to harmonize itself. It listens to that input and it harmonizes itself with that harmony that's coming in. Just like I was talking about a song. You listen to a nice song that you love. It changes how you feel because your body received that input, right? And then it, it, it changes everything. You might be sad. You start feeling happy. You might be happy. You, you listen to a sad song. You might feel a little bit low. So it's, it's the same thing that we are doing, very specifically working in different areas of the body or organs that hold on to different types of emotion. Hey, quick interruption on this amazing podcast, but we have to tell you about our awesome sponsor, Thai Technology. They are so cool, and they're here in Tampa Bay, if you're a Tampa Bay listener. Thai Technology is the best voice over IP business phone service company out there. How do I know this? I used to work in telecom before I work with doctors. That's right. So I know me a good phone system when I see it. Plus, they are integrated with Zoom. They are the only ones that are integrated with Zoom. And if you mention this podcast or you mention the Facebook show, they're going to hook you up with three months for free. Follow them on Facebook and on Instagram. Thai Technology Rocks. And we are always in communication also with the, with the client. And it's so interesting how the feedback is exactly what we are feeling out in the field. You, you touch something and you notice this behavior. You can even feel sometimes anger come up because you're interacting with that energy. You ask the client, what are you noticing? They tell you right away, I feel some sort of anger coming up. And you're like, mm. yeah, I, I was expecting that. So, <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. So to see my stuff being released and the person noticing what it was, like feeling it, you mm. know, noticing what it was. And I, I had to get certified. <laughs> yeah, I love it. So um, so to, from from somebody like myself who uh, I was, I, I'm, I'm from New York originally, so I'm suspicious of everything. Let, let me put that out there first. 
And it took me, I mean, many, many years. And, and I'm very thankful that my career in the um, medical arena started in Eastern and Western medicine in New York, right? In my 20s. And I, I'm so grateful for that today. I had no idea. That's why, you know, if you're listening and you're paying attention to the whispers or whatever, you know, all of these things happen for a reason. And I remember um, having, there was acupuncture, there was massage therapy, there was, you know, all these wonderful modalities. And then we had, you know, orthopedics and physical therapists and neurologists. So it was such a beautiful um, combination. And then, you know, I move here and I'm in pediatrics for a while and it's strictly, you know, we're writing a prescription, you know, the, the kid has ADHD, we're writing prescriptions. And not to say that's all that was happening. I, I certainly don't want anybody to think that. But then moving into the space of helping a lot of different healers over the last eight, nine years, being so open to all of this. And I, I do think it's it's a journey, right? Some people might hear this for the first time and go, what the heck is she talking about a fork near my ear? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, I want to share something personal, um, maybe to connect the dots a little bit for anybody that might have some apprehension or misunderstanding of, of, of the hokiness. Um, I've heard many terms described when it comes to holistic alternative or treating the whole body. Mm-hmm. Um, when I released my book in 2019, I was at a hotel. It took my parents to a beautiful hotel. It was my 25th sober anniversary. We were celebrating. I was so excited, but I had just written a book about my trauma. Now, I didn't realize that after I wrote that book that I, my body was like, I could feel like I, I kept saying, I really need like a, an energy cleanse. <laughs> like I need somebody to come and cleanse my space and my energy. And I kept saying it over and over again. Went to see my friend, Ashley Smith, who you should meet. Dr. Laura has met Dr. Ashley, had some great readings, you know, beautiful. But then I had this massage at this hotel. and. I was hysterical crying. And there's something that you talk about, about the the trauma and the emotions being trapped in the body that I really, I could tell you for 20 plus years, I never believed any of that stuff to be true until it happened to me. And most of the time that is when, you know, we have greater understanding and we release judgments of anything is when we have our own personal experience. So I've had many great experiences with holistic medicine and and modalities such as this. And I also believe in science. So I, I, I want people to understand anybody that might be listening and never introduced this for the first time, there is such a great release and being quiet and having somebody over you with the tools that you have is it's transformative in my opinion but you really have to be open to it, right? Yes. Well, yes and no, I would say. Like, when you are open to it, I feel like you can see more of the benefits. You can see more of the results because there's not a resistance of what's going on. There's not that energy of resistance, right? Pushing it away. However, even for skepticals, they can notice stuff afterwards. I heard this story. It it wasn't my client. I heard the story of someone that when in a session felt very irritated and, you know, like anger coming up and felt really the word was that he was irritated 
And so he was kind of like pissed off after the session, kind of like to have done it and that kind of stuff. And then didn't do it anymore for some time. But then the practitioner, after a few months, received a call from this person saying, now I understand. And the practitioner is like, okay. And the, the guy explained, I haven't been as irritated as I used to be. That was the irritation, the anger coming up and passing through him and getting released because that's what happens. It's like one example that I like to give is that the gazella is running from the lion in the wild. And once the gazella perceives that it's safe, they shake, the animals shake. Like you can see dogs doing that. And what they're doing, they're shaking it off of their nervous system. The, The fear that they needed to hold on to, to run for their life, right? To be safe. So mm. now that they are safe, they release that. They, they're smart. You see, they don't yeah. hold on to the stress. They release right. the We don't do that. <laughs> is that why my dog is always shaking? <laughs> Probably. Shaking it off. Yeah, I love that. I love it. The animals do it. They do it in different ways. Different mm. animals do it in different ways. But we don't do it as humans. So anything that is stressful that happens to us, it gets stored. And then it gets stored on top of it. And then more gets stored on top of it. And we, when we don't have the self-care practices to release that stuff, we project that stuff in our behavior. We become mm. this angry person or irritated, re- irritated person or sad or whatever it is. It comes out on our behavior and our projection out into the world. When we bring this input, and just like you said, just by being quiet and allowing someone with intention around you with an instrument doing something, man, this is already like so huge, so powerful. I've been studying with the sound therapy, the power of intention behind the things that we do. And so we do the sound therapy at a distance and it works the same way. Sharon, that first time blew my mind. I'm like, what are you talking about? The thing is all about the sound, right? But it's all about the intention as well. In this field that we have connecting us all, that we can't see, but it's filled with information. What we believe in this method is that the, the experiences that we have are stored around us. It's kind of like the mind, it's not inside the brain. The mind is inside of us, but it's also around us. We talk about like our aura, you know, how we feel each other's vibe. It's like vibration. Vibe is the, the short for vibration, right? How we are vibrating. So how are our, on an atomic level, how we are vibrating, it's, it's sending this wave of information around us. So when you get close to someone, you can feel it. They don't have to tell you the kind of person they are. You know if you like this kind of person or not. You get to a party, you know which person you want to talk to. You know the vibe that they are getting out. So in that vibration, so when we are supposed to release the stress that came for some reason and we hold on to it, we are vibrating in that stress. We are vibrating in a different way because there's that stress is stagnated there. And it has happened to me several times what you just mentioned. I have been on the massage table when they are doing sessions to me. I started shaking, shaking like uncontrollably. But I was feeling so good because there was yeah. something that was passing through and getting released. I cried so bad. This friend of mine, um, we do sessions at the distance on, the, on each other. She's in California now. And uh, she was doing a session on me. So another thing that we notice with this method is that the field around us, it's like the rings on a tree. 
the further it is from the body, it's like your younger ears and up to like five, six feet from the body, it's gestation and birth. And so the closer you get to the body, it's closer to the age you are now. And the closest to the body is emotions that we're still processing. So we don't even touch there. We, we come about four inch and then we go over. But she was working on my field and she was working like a little bit after birth. And I started crying like crazy. And she was noticing what that energy was. She was sharing with me stuff from my childhood. And it was exactly what has happened. Like emotions that have brought up a lot of fear that was being released. And it's interesting because before I did all this work, I would talk about this stuff from the past, all these traumas, all this stuff that has happened. And I would still feel the emotion. So I would still cry. You could see clearly that it wasn't healed per se, healed, right? right? I don't know if we ever get healed like 100%. Right. Mm -hmm. However, now I can go even into details about how the trauma happened, how the situation was and everything. And I'm totally grounded because yeah. there's no emotional attachment to that memory anymore. That's a very powerful part of this, this process of, of this method. You detach that emotion from that memory and then you still have the memory it doesn't make you right what they did to you whatever happened back then it doesn't make you right you still have the memory but you are more grounded now as you talk about the memory it's just it happens there's yeah. acceptance you know like it's, it's okay you have you're still alive you are good and what i noticed with that that i want to bring you back just a little is what i was saying that with this guy that I had the problem with the sexual abuse and I was carrying this guilt within me that it, that was like my prayer killed the guy. I was this little girl. I didn't know better, right? I was carrying this guilt within me. Once I did all this healing within myself, I, I, I realized this, this big responsibility that I have about how am I responding to, to the situations and circum circumstances in the world around me. When I carried that guilt, I was blaming it, everything outside of me because I needed to project it out, right? I was carrying that guilt within. I needed to project it out somewhere. I was projecting it out into the world. The world was to blame for the way I was feeling within, for everything that has happened to me. Doing all this healing, it brings this realization of my responsibility with my responses to the situations that happen to me, rather mm -hmm. than a quick reaction. So the, one of the most powerful things that I do appreciate with this method is this, it's changing that triggering. Because now I take responsibility for how I respond to whatever happens to me in my environment rather than just react right away and project whatever it is that I'm carrying within unprocessed anger fear all of that stuff there, there's none of that I can sit grounded and process what happened and respond from a place of being more grounded from a place of being I want to say like more free for the life force to pass through me so so that I can have like a, a a balanced response and, and not a reaction coming out of fear. So that I feel like it's huge. Imagine if more of us could do this kind of stuff. What's coming? Oh, Mayara, please. Are you kidding me? Like, I just want, um, I want everybody to understand that is listening or watching how vital it is. I, I wish to this day that, you know, it, uh, I don't think I've ever spoken about this before, but, um, you know, in my own recovery, um, I learned a way to, to be very solution-based, right? Like we're not going to go backwards. We're going to only go forward. So we're going to focus on the solution. The past is the past. 
I don't give a crap about my inner child, nor does anybody else. And um, we're going to just go because we have survived and we have thrived. And I, I really can't believe that I went through uh, 20 years, 20 years of that. You know, I went to, I had gone to therapy. I had, but I never really dealt with any of the really, really hard stuff until I was 25 years sober. That's just two years ago, people. (laughs) So the work is so, it's so personal. It's so profound. You know, I've always been in awe of people like yourself and of Dr. Laura and many people running through my mind, my friend Chitra, you know, Sierra and all these people that have really come into the space of healing and energy. And I'm always like, they're so peaceful and they seem so content. And I do know today that is not just because you have this beautiful background behind you, you know, it's because you've done the work and healed the trauma that has happened to you. And now wanting to just pass that on to others is the greatest gift, the greatest gift you could give to somebody. So um, I could talk to you forever about this. (laughs) What I want to do is we've put every uh, way to contact you. And I highly recommend you look at there's Facebook, there's Instagram, there's YouTube, there's LinkedIn. If you are here in Tampa Bay, um, you are right in Clearwater, which is so beautiful, surrounded by a force of healers. Dare I say they are a force in one space to help all of us heal. And my goodness, do we need some healing in this world today? Amen, sister. (laughs) Amen, sister. We all, so I almost feel like if you are not, if you are not working on you today, we'll just shame on you. And I'm not about the shame, but I am at a place where like, I know when you're angry and you're acting out and you're doing this, it has nothing to do with me and everything to do with you. But All that's sharing within. Yeah. Uh, I like Dr. Wayne Dyer. He used to say, you can never squeeze an orange and explain and expect an apple juice to come out of it. It's going to be orange juice because it's what's within. It's kind of like us when we get to that level of stress, what's going to come out, it's what we're carrying within. So it's like taking responsibility of what are we carrying within? What are we looking at, you know, in our feed? What is it that we're looking at? Because it's all coming. It's all coming in, coming in and getting stored in your body, in your mind. And then when you get to the point of stress, you split it out into people. So try to carry more peace within, do, do these healing practices to bring more peace within. And you know, one thing that is important to, to mention really quickly is that stuff still happens. You know, stuff is still hits the fan. Sure. People keep throwing stuff at you. The thing is that the response changes. You know, we don't get come from that place of desperation anymore, of stress and just like blowing up on people. It's a more grounded and, you know, centered space that we look at it from, like you said, a, a solution based type of thing. Kind of like, okay, this happens. Let's deal with it. You know, right. you're more centered and balanced to deal with whatever comes. It, it never gets to a point where it's like, it's always content and it's always happy. It's never going to happen. But Never. The thing that, you know, when this stuff comes, you are more mature and centered to deal with it. Which well, that is why they call it a practice. Exactly. Yes. And that's why I'm calling all these that I'm putting together as a course, a path to self-awareness. You're never really going to get to see yourself like a hundred percent. You're always going to be learning by your reactions, your behaviors and all of that, but it is a path. 
It is a practice path that you can take and it makes things a lot easier to deal with. When the storm comes and you already have a practice in place, the storm will not seem like a hurricane. It will just seem like a rainstorm. So I really am so grateful for all the work that you're doing. I'm so happy that you're in my hood of Tampa Bay. And uh, it's wonderful to have you with us today. And um, I can't wait for you to come back at another time and and help us throughout this journey of life and business. (laughs) A lot to talk about. (laughs) Yes. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. You'll be blessed. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to leave a review or share it with somebody you know and care about that would benefit from listening. But more importantly, if you are thinking about advertising your business in the year 2021, sponsoring a podcast is major. 44% of people pay more attention to advertising on podcasts than any other media. And 37% agree that advertising on a podcast is actually the best way to reach them. 70% have considered a new product or service after hearing an ad on a podcast. And I'm one of those people. And this is all according to Edison Research. Don't believe me, believe the research. So if you're interested in sponsoring, give us a shout.